Welcome to the Healing Hub Podcast, a podcast dedicated to those living with CRPS and designed to provide hope and empower you to reach your goals and your dreams. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Patterson. Jointly, where we will be discussing CRPS, sharing personal stories, and even talking with guests. Hello and welcome to the Healing Hub Podcast. This is Dr. Tracy Patterson and I'm your host. And I'm so glad that you're able to join me. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about CRPS Awareness Month. Yes, the month of November is CRPS Awareness Month. And throughout the entire month of November, for about the last 20 years, the CRPS community, their families, and their advocates come together to raise awareness of complex regional pain syndrome. We know it as CRPS Awareness Month. For me, CRPS is personal. 16 years ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 CRPS. And I lived with what I'm going to call active type 2 CRPS for seven years prior to gaining remission. And this November is my nine-year anniversary of long-term remission. Yes, pain-free with zero flares for nine years. And yes, it's possible. So this is why the month of November is so influential to me. Not only CRPS Awareness Month, but also my anniversary of remission. CRPS is a diagnosis that's classified as a rare and curable disease. Complex regional pain syndrome is a form of chronic pain that usually will start in a limb, whether it's an arm, a leg, a hand, a foot, or an ankle. But the reality is it can start anywhere. And in the United States, they state that there are less than 200,000 people diagnosed. But in reality, I personally feel that that number is a lot more. Most people have not heard of CRPS, and most physicians, unfortunately, are not well-versed in it either. So that is why the month of November, being CRPS Awareness Month, is so important. It's time for us to share the information, to advocate for CRPS patients, and to increase the awareness of this diagnosis so that we can get closer to finding a cure. So let's take a few minutes and jump into what is CRPS for those people that may not be diagnosed or for those that are newly diagnosed or perhaps someone else, a friend, a family, a caretaker, or I would hope even a healthcare professional that may be listening to this. So what's CRPS? Complex Regional Pain Syndrome, CRPS, also called RSD, Reflex Sympathetic Dystrophy, is a chronic pain condition that mainly will start in a limb, as I just mentioned, an arm, a hand, a leg, a foot, an ankle. But the reality is it can be anywhere in the body, and it can also involve the entire body. Now, experts believe The CRPS occurs as a result of a dysfunction in the central or the peripheral nervous system. Depending on the source, 
CRPS on the McGill pain scale is rated between a 42 and a 46 on a pain scale. So that puts it higher than amputation of a digit. That puts it higher than natural childbirth. And it puts it higher than a lot of pain diagnoses that are out there. CRPS symptoms often will begin after an injury, an incident, even sometimes a surgery. Unfortunately, it can happen for a lot of different reasons. I've had one individual that has started following a snowboarding injury. I had another young lady who is started after four mosquito bites, and most recently someone in office that has started after three bee stings. So the reality is it can happen for any reason. With CRPS, it's continuous intense pain. It's out of proportion to the severity of the injury or the incident. More times than not, it will get worse over time unless you're able to treat it effectively. Symptoms can include increased pain, coloration changes, temperature changes, sensitivity to touch, the inability of the body to regulate temperature, so that includes sweating and then even swelling or edema. The reality is there's not enough research to know why person A will get CRPS and person B with the exact same injury is perfectly fine. Now there are also two different classifications of CRPS. There's type one, also referred to as RSD, and there's no evidence in this particular classification of a nerve injury. And then there's type two CRPS where we know definitively that there was an injury to a nerve or nerves, then that's the difference between the two classifications. But the reality is they're both treated the same and the symptoms mirror each other. So there really isn't a huge difference other than involvement in the nerves. Now, unfortunately, at this time, there is not a cure for CRPS. But I do want you to hear that long-term remission is possible. What are some of the causes of CRPS as we're trying to promote awareness and advocacy? The underlying cause of CRPS is not understood. We don't have enough research to come in and definitively say why one person gets CRPS and another person doesn't. When I look at my own personal journey with CRPS and the hundreds and hundreds of patients that we've treated at Holistic Center Treatment, it seems as though it's the perfect storm in the brain where there's a drop in the immune system, there's a ton of stress around that time, and then there's an injury, an incident, a surgery, or something that happens that creates a perfect storm in the brain. Again, CRPS is not well understood and they're gonna say most cases occur after an injury, an illness, and even again, sometimes a surgery. And that's when the nervous system and even the immune system are malfunctioning as they respond to that particular incident or injury. So think about the nerves misfiring and sending a constant pain signal and the brain in turn creating a loop. Essentially, again, that perfect storm in the brain. So CRPS, again, it generally follows a injury, 
a nerve injury, a surgery, an immobilization, a strain, a sprain, a fracture, but it can be caused for a plethora of different reasons. So what are the symptoms of CRPS? A lot of patients have a variety of different symptoms and severity of symptoms. So one of the main symptoms that people talk about is continuous intense pain that can get worse rather than getting better. They talk about a pain that's a burning, stabbing, pins and needle pain. So think about neuropathy or a nerve pain. It can include swelling, even sometimes stiffness in the joints the decreased ability to move the affected part of the body. There can be nail changes, hair growth pattern changes. We have temperature changes, coloration changes. CRPS is not just the physical pain. And the texture of the skin can also change, becoming shiny or even thin. And people with CRPS a lot of times have that sensitivity to touch, casalgia or allodynia. And this in turn can trigger other dominoes in the body. So how is CRPS diagnosed? There's no specific diagnostic test for CRPS, but some of the testing that our physicians will have us do will actually rule out other conditions. Some physicians will be ordering triple phase bone scan. Other physicians are looking at blood work to rule out other things. To make a firm diagnosis of CRPS can be really difficult in the beginning unless you have a physician who's definitively seen it before. Most of the time we think about CRPS with pain levels that are over the top, but what about patients that are kind of middle of the road? Their pain levels may be a six or a seven, not a nine or a 10. And maybe they have coloration changes that fluctuate, but they're not constant. They can still be diagnosed with CRPS. So what they're looking at once they rule out other things is they use something called a Budapest criteria where a physician meets with the patient and they're looking between what they call signs and symptoms. Some are reported by the patient and some are observed by your physician at that point in time. Symptoms. Under the Budapest criteria for diagnosis of CRPS, a patient must have at least one symptom in three of the following categories. So the first category, sensory. So an abnormal increase in sensitivity, allodynia, pain caused by stimuli, what they call vasomotor is the second category. So skin coloration changes or temperature changes. The affected area may be hot or cold compared to the other limb. Then they have edema, swelling, sweating changes, differences between the limbs of one that's affected and one that's not. Then they're also looking for decreased range of motion, weakness, tremors, muscle spasms, something also called dystonia. And at the end of the clinical examination, at least one sign must be present in two or more of the following categories. Again, looking at sensory, hypersensitive to a pinprick or allodynia, which is a sensitivity to a light touch, pressure, or even movement. Basal motor, again, temperature differences between an affected and an unaffected area. 
They're looking for swelling, sweating changes, and differences. Again, decreased range of motion, weakness, tremors, muscle spasms. That's what they're looking for in the Budapest criteria to definitively diagnose CRPS. Now let's take one more jump forward, which is, okay, I've been diagnosed, but how do they treat it? With traditional medicine, conventional medicine, also known as allopathic medicine, you're going to primarily be sent to a pain management doc. And at that point, they're going to diagnose, then they're going to look at anti-inflammatories, they're going to look at medications. Sometimes their go-tos are gabapentin or Lyrica. Now the problem is, is those affect the brain synapse and how our brain fires. Individuals that are put on gabapentin and Lyrica, which is normally the front line go-to for CRPS, they start having brain fog, memory issues, instability when standing and walking. So there are definitely risk versus reward with any medication that's out there. Then they also are going to prescribe physical or occupational therapy. They look at local blocks, regional blocks, sympathetic or stellate blocks. Then the next step is spinal cord stimulators, what they also call neurostimulation or DRG stimulators. There are other people that they're talking about nerve ablation, which is cauterizing, burning, or freezing nerve ends. The problem is nerves grow back. And there are some patients, they, they even talk to them about pain pumps. The treatments for the majority of people with CRPS that are going down that traditional road, they are either not getting better or sometimes even getting worse. What's the reason for that? The reality is they're just treating the symptoms. They're not addressing the mechanism or the driver of CRPS, which is fight or flight, that sympathetic overload. And then we also have pain programs, both pediatric pain programs and adult pain programs, and their focus is to get patients more functional and often their medication. Now, it's important to be able to have the ability to regain function if we're in a wheelchair to be able to walk again, if we're walking with crutches to be able to walk unassisted, that is important, so don't get me wrong. But where I disagree is when they're telling patients, both children and adults, that they have to learn to live with their pain. And they have to be willing to give up their past life. In my opinion, that's simply wrong on many different levels. So what are some of the other options when looking and searching and flipping every stone for a viable treatment. Well, the reality is, is they have to find, you have to find a program that's going to address fight or flight, that sympathetic overload. When we can do that, we can balance the autonomic system. That will automatically start dropping your pain levels. So at holistic center treatment, we believe in treating the whole person. It's a holistic approach to treating CRPS and ultimately, that means treating the whole person. That includes addressing fight or flight, working with the vagus nerve, balancing the autonomic nervous system, breaking the pain loop, addressing coexisting conditions, reducing and managing stress, anxiety, and depression, increasing restorative sleep because that is when our body can heal, increasing overall sense of well-being, 
and providing the individuals with the tools to live a fulfilled life. When we can do all of that, that's what gives us the ability to either manage CRPS or better yet, get patients into what we call long-term remission. Now, even with all of these things, any program that you look at needs to have the ability to be individualized to you, to your individual needs, or if you're a parent listening to this, to your child's needs. If you're a caretaker looking at programs that are going to be individualized to the person living with CRPS. At Holistic Center Treatment, we provide a multimodality protocol that is individualized to each and every person walking through our door. We work with a lot of different treatment modalities, including laser, photobiomodulation, PEMF, neuroplasticity training, biofeedback, neurofeedback, microcurrent, clinical hypnosis, breath work, working with the vagus nerve, EMDR to help take the emotional charge out of a lot of the stuff that CRPS patients go through and even other modalities that are included. So think of this multimodality protocol is that blueprint that's individualized to meet each person's specific needs and goals. And unlike other programs, we can truly say that we understand CRPS because as someone that lived with it for seven years prior to gaining remission, I fully understand and can say I've walked a mile in the shoes of most CRPS patients. But I also believe that if we cause more pain, we're actually pushing the body further into fight and flight. And that in turn is going to increase our pain levels. So when we take a compassionate understanding and empathetic view of treatment, but also treat patients as a guest, that is a perfect combination. There are some of the things that I wish I knew when I was diagnosed. I vividly remember that day that I was diagnosed. I don't know anybody that doesn't. I can also remember the pain, and I also know how it could knock the wind out of me. One wrong move, and sometimes I'd be doubled over or gasping, and my head was spinning. Even the wind from my dog's tail hurt. Clothing felt like barbed wire sometimes. Yeah, it's a monster and I'm not gonna lie about that. But I was fortunate as I was diagnosed fairly quickly. But yet even being diagnosed quickly, it proved to be one hell of a journey. Here are the things that I wish I knew when I received that diagnosis or that label of complex regional pain syndrome, but I had no one to tell me. Number one, your best days are not behind you. Yeah, I thought I was superwoman prior to my diagnosis. I was playing competitive softball. I was a mom. I was a wife. I was a volunteer. I was a healthcare executive. I was that go-getter that did not stop. But the CRPS symptoms stopped me in my track. I felt condemned when I heard that it was a rare incurable disease. I thought that I was condemned to an eternity of living with CRPS and never being able to get my life back. But I'm here to tell you that that doesn't have to be the case. 
I remember falling asleep at night, crying myself to sleep, wishing that I could turn back the clock, wishing that I could find that magic wand or that pixie dust that would just make everything go away. I felt like I was stuck in a horror movie that wouldn't end. And every night when I went to bed, I felt like the next day was going to be Groundhog Day and we'd be starting all over again. Early on, I was told use or lose it. And I took that to heart. No matter how bad it hurt, I tried to do something. Yes, I was walking with crutches or a cane for seven years and it was torture. What I need you to hear and what I want you to hear is there is hope and there is help. Number two, there's no right or wrong to having CRPS. CRPS, it's fickle. It can vastly change in severity from minute to minute. Whether it's a hot day, a cool day, whether it's a temperature change, a barometric shift, perhaps movement, perhaps even trying to sleep, these can all change the severity of what a CRPS patient's going through. So it's important to be able to, one, listen to your body, two, put things in place that are going to help you move forward. The third point, living with CRPS is a journey. Life is a journey. And every day and every minute can be wildly different from one to the other. We may have specific plans for that day, but CRPS can upend those plans. It's kind of like a roller coaster ride that can play havoc in all of these different areas of your life. CRPS is a journey that's filled with twists and turns and ups and downs, and it can stink. I'm not going to lie about that. And it forces us to constantly be on our toes. So you need to be flexible with yourself. You need to know that it's okay to say, no, I can't do that. It's okay to say yes when you want to and no when you need a break. It's okay to give yourself grace to be able to, in other words, give yourself that break, to lay down, to take the time to give your body what it needs. And again, ultimately, I lived with type 2 CRPS for seven years. Yeah, it was a living hell. It was something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And again, I'm thrilled to say that this November is my nine-year anniversary of being pain-free and in long-term remission. So the big thing I need you to hear is, yes, it's possible to regain your life. Now, one of the big reasons for doing what I do is to make a difference in other people's lives. First and foremost, I'm a CRPS survivor. Secondly, I'm the president of Holistic Center Treatment. And I've put together this program to help provide treatment options for those that need it, to provide the hope and the help for people to either manage their CRPS or get into longer term remission and be able to live the life that they're worthy of, that they deserve. I've also started the CRPS Hub, which is a wonderful resource for patients and their caretakers living with CRPS. I've also done a podcast, which you're listening to now. In addition to that, I'm a published author. I've published two books, one about my own personal journey with CRPS and a second one, a children's book. So I know firsthand how important it is for CRPS patients to be heard, 
Instead of feeling misunderstood, disregarded, isolated, CRPS patients need to be understood, they need to be validated, but they also need to be provided with viable treatment options that are gonna help them move forward. CRPS doesn't have a specific test. It doesn't have a detection mode. We don't have something that's gonna say, yes, you've got it right away. And that's where they're going to have to rule out other diagnosis. Use that Budapest criteria. But once you have that diagnosis, being able to feel comfortable if the first line of treatment with traditional treatments isn't working for you, be willing to flip the stones, be willing to step out aside of that medical box to look for the treatments that will help you. And this is an excerpt from my book, Stepping Outside the Box, A Journey from Invisible Pain to Invincible Living. And that excerpt is, quote, pain is real and patients searching for solutions that'll help them regain their lives. People of all ages are diagnosed with chronic pain, especially CRPS every year. Pain doesn't discriminate. In the United States, there's over 100 million people that are diagnosed with some type of chronic pain on an annual basis. And that's greater than cancer, heart disease, and diabetes combined. However, pain reaches far past our borders and it affects an astonishing 1.5 billion people worldwide. Pain's universal. It's a universal experience, it's serious, and it's costly. So chronic pain patients, especially CRPS patients, we need to be heard, we need to be understood, we need to have access to viable treatments that are going to help us move forward. Everyone's story of how their CRPS began is unique, but there are common threads and times that we need to be able to come together. And it's important to be able to do that. No, no one can say that they've walked a mile in a CRPS life unless they've actually lived it. So we need physicians, clinicians, and healthcare providers to do their best to really understand what it's like to walk a mile or even a day in the life of their patient that's diagnosed with CRPS. That's how we can make a shift in a positive direction. And this is why CRPS awareness in the month of November is so important. We need to bring awareness and advocacy for every single patient diagnosed with CRPS. And together, we can make a difference. I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to hear that you've got this and that you can move forward. And I hope that the Healing Hub podcast has brought you some positive information and perhaps can provide resources that'll be beneficial. And I hope we brought a ray of sunshine and hope into your life today. Again, remember together, we can make a difference.